Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life.
Hello, everyone. Welcome to American Meditating Radio. That was Free of Attachment from the Inclusion Revolution Together with Love by yours truly. I hope you're doing well, and I hope that um, your thoughts are in check and you're serving them at a much deeper level that's going to amplify the growth of your existence. Everything comes from a seed of thought, but also the purity of the intention in that seed of thought. And what has always seemed to fascinate me, especially when I'm in India, is how one mango seed can grow a tree that gives you hundreds of mangoes, thousands of mangoes, for season after season after season after season. It's incredible. And it's something for us to think about how the basis of the intention in our thoughts, the thought that we're having, the way the thought comes into action, what will be the growth of that? What is the growth of my choices? When I think, the energy of the thought that I have, and when I actually bring it into manifestation or into physical action, it all has a way of um, showing up. It, some of them show up instantly, and some of them take a few months, a few years. And if you're like me, it can even take a few lifetimes to reveal sometimes the seed of these thoughts. And that sometimes can make, you know, you and I feel a little bit uncomfortable, unaware, uncertain about certain things. But at some point, we do have to look at ourselves, go deep inside, and make the necessary adjustments that are required like a rose bush, for example, you have to prune it in order for it to give you maybe more fragrant roses or to grow in such a way that um, it beautifies the space. So even with our own thoughts and our own motives and intentions, a little bit of pruning here and there won't hurt and a little bit of you know paying attention to nurturing it and also accepting that things go through cycles are important. Hope you've enjoyed our little opening discussion. Today I have a very special guest, Lynette Jameson, who is multifaceted. Life reflects her dedication to beauty and expression from the inside of herself to outside in the world. Following her early career as a high-performance gymnast and dancer, Lynette built a successful career as a fashion designer and businesswoman, only to have to unlearn everything she had experienced on her journey to awareness after a near-death experience. Now, she emerged with faith and trust in an expansive, heartfelt existence that guides and touches every facet of her life. Coming back from this near-death encounter, Lynette retained full memory of her experience which led her to create a global movement. It's called the Seed Movement. It's inspiring the world to live from love each and every day. Lynette's latest adventure is nothing short of epic. She is gathering a cadre of remarkable talent from around the world to participate in the Seed. It's a film that presents these souls who came to this life for the same mission. Now, as mother, athlete, visionary, Lynette describes herself as only love, Letting go of all titles and accomplishment, I'm just love. Today, we're privileged to welcome Lynette Jameson to America Meditating Radio. Hi, Lynette. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored, and uh, I'm just happy, happy, happy to finally meet you. I mean, I've felt you, and I've uh, interconnected with you with many souls around both of us, but I finally get to meet the voice and the soul and the heart, and I'm I'm just really honored. 
So thank you. Me too. Me too. And I love that our conversation is on love because I've been participating in this wonderful unfolding of a song getting released on Valentine's Day entitled Love One Another by John Legend. And as much as we use this word love, Lynette, we've also abused it or maybe misconstrued its power and its force. And I'd love for us to be able to go deep into its energy, but also into your movement of the seed. I'd love to hear about your story, Lynette. While undergoing a surgery, you had a near-death experience, which we call NDEs. It changed you forever. What was that experience that you had? I love talking about near-death experiences, by the way. I find them to be so soul-awakening, you know. But let me know, how did it feel for you? Like, what happened and how did it change you? Yes, I had a lot of understanding impressed upon me. So it's it's a, it's more than than language, which really brings us into an awareness of how we're all interconnected. And so what I could witness um, was a few things. So the first thing was that I came here with this seed planted in my heart. I was immediately shown that every single soul on the planet comes with this seed planted in their heart. And what it is is it's a personal and unique mission based on your past lifetimes that the eternal soul has experienced and the transformations that have taken place in each lifetime. I saw it without any judgment and criticism, which is really a learned and conditioned way and how we uh, very deeply live our lives right now, actually. So I was shown that we basically, we, we simply give ourselves and manifest experiences to allow for the heart to grow and transform and, uh, you know, filter this beautiful divine love coming from God consciousness, Christ consciousness, source energy. And the colors of these energies coming through really impressed upon me because it made it really universal. So there was a very deep understanding that each and every religion that was bound together with this beautiful, loving energy you know, a place where we could go, whatever that looked like, so without the judgment again and the criticism, but just expanding, opening the heart to more and seeing that these beautiful uh, colors and energetic frequencies, the vibration, the essence that come in and infuse our heart if we invite it. So this was a deep experience that I had upon entering the heavenly realms immediately lift away all lower vibration that really hold us back from seeing what I'm describing. So once it was all lifted away, I was able to see without all the filters and without all the learned and the conditionedness. So, you know, in my bio and uh, even listening to your introduction and seeing who, who your beautiful soul is, this understanding of unlearning is very important for us. Because yeah. when we can release into letting go of the titles and the learned and the conditioned behavior, and this was extremely difficult for me as a gymnast. A gymnast is very trained and learned and conditioned and repetition, you know, very calculated. And all of these words now have lifted away from my cube so that what is left is just a real openness to look at things with new loving lenses or eyes that are the heavenly realm. So these bliss and uh, frequencies 
that we are now really understanding in science. This is something that people are paying attention to really beautifully on the planet right now. So this, you know, the garden has been planted and the seeds are, are sprouting and growing into this beautiful array of all unique uh, interconnected floral yeah. and flower systems and gardens. Now it's so interesting because wouldn't you say that it feels as if the whole world needs a near-death experience right now? It's like there is this energy of attachment to illusion, and it's yes. so omnipresent. And it's interesting when you actually either have a really deep, I don't want to even use the word meditation, it almost reduces it, but when you have a deep moment of realization that your original nature and personality as a being emerges in your consciousness it is life-changing, and I felt it in meditation and in my practices of Raj Yoga. There's something that you've mentioned that I was thinking about where you spoke about the heavenly existence and definitely the colors and just everything becomes more beautiful. When it comes to near-death experiences, I believe in previous lives, and I believe that if I don't get it right in this one, I'll come back again to continue for a while and there will be some point in time that I will just, you know, be with God very quietly, very peacefully, and when it's time for me to come back down and play out my part, I will, and that's the belief that I hold in my consciousness. How did yes. this experience impact your view of death and past lives? Yeah, I don't acknowledge death at this point in time because we are so eternal that everything is just okay. Even the fear uh, as a collective or the collection of souls on the planet, the fear of dying is now, for me, I look at it completely differently where I look forward to going back home. I look forward to, you know, going to the, the other dimensions and and really understanding that I can let go of all that fear and live in a place that does not hold fear. And this is not an easy thing because as empaths, so once you have this awareness, everyone, by the way, is empathic, clairvoyant. You know, everyone has these beautiful gifts when you're divinely infused, and all that divine infusion is is an invitation, whatever that looks like. So some people find it in synagogue. Some people find it in church or mass. Some people find it in yoga and meditation. Some people find it in sport even, you know, really pulling in and asking for something greater than yourself for assistance and help. And, and this invitation is what the Seed Movement book actually explains really deeply, that when we open our heart and invite in the energies is really all it takes but we overthink it and we try and complicate it. So, you know, we think that it's got to be something that is level systems. or And this is all learned and conditioned into us. Of course, the school system, you know, the way that this type of uh, having degrees or diplomas or certification, what I experienced really deeply was what ascension is. And this is something that you just spoke about. So for your soul, which is a very wise soul, it's been on the planet many lifetimes, and the only difference between your soul and a new soul, they all can you know, bring in the, in the gifts and invite in the divine energy and, and really be in awareness in this open state of love, holding that vibration and operating from that place with your words, with your actions, 
and energy, of course, you know, you can feel energy more than you can words. And when you have awareness of this, you know, you really can see the world in a really beautiful, different way. But again, going back to the lifetimes and the, it's important that we acknowledge we've been here before, you know, we'll go to a place and it's like, I guess people would call it like deja vu or whatever. They would say, I've been here before. Like I could swear I've been here before. And this is, I see this very deeply now. I can see many of my past lives if I attune and all of us are able to do this, but we are closed to these thoughts or to these ways that we could really have lived uh, various different forms of lifetimes where we're Uh in one lifetime, we're experiencing extreme abundance and the next lifetime, we really want to bring ourselves, what is it like, you know, to get up every day and not have things handed or, or given to me so easily? This is what my soul yearns and this yearning of deep experiences is what is transformation. It is the near death, like you speak of, the planet going through the near death are just experiences that we're going to bring ourselves because we're definitely creating our reality. One thing that I like to share with anyone that I'm talking with is to deeply explain and express that we are all creating the reality. So to leave and separate from each other is going to allow us to create something that may not be what we want to wake up in. Um, So for me, for example, I don't turn on the news, let's say. I don't participate in some of the things that are happening in the world because I'm going to pull in and take on that energy and I'm actually helping to manifest it. So instead, what I would like to do, I can be aware of things and events and happenings because I feel then I can actually put my heart there and bring it so much peace and love and balance. And there's a lot of souls on the planet right now. In fact, you know, probably 10 million that are all doing this at one time. And this is a tidal wave of energy that can recreate a new reality that has an underlying, um, you know, love at the core, like like, like your mission is, right? Let me jump (laughs) in here and share a little bit because um, what you're saying is a lot. And in terms of your book, which I find it quite fascinating that it's not really like an author is on it, but... It's sort of everyone. It's everyone's book. And um, you've spoken about a lot of deep things, which I feel that, you know, we need to dissect it little by little because, as I was sharing earlier, a seed carries such power and such weight. And we are in a particular age where the majority of the seed vibration has the illusion of ego and anger and attachment and greed and selfishness and even the best of us get swept up into that energy against even our wish. And in, yeah, you know, it's even against your wish. You don't even want to look at your Twitter to hear what happened on the hill. But the vibrations are so collective that at times you just, you succumb to it and you're not able to, Go back to the experience of your original self, which is what you felt in your near-death experience. So what I'd like us to really explore, very essenceful, so we can have a beautiful dialogue, the book called The Seed Movement, Created in Divine Choreography in Heaven, it's unique. 
because it credits no single person, and I love that. I actually always wanted to do a book like that. <laughs> so so tell us how that book came together and um, what was your experience being the instrument to guide that story? Yeah, so after the near death, in the heavenly realms, and I'm shown things like several people who experience near death, and just to really uh, be really clear, I saw that whatever anyone wants to experience in heaven is exactly what they're going to manifest. So the same way we manifest on the earth plane, we actually manifest that in heaven. So if you're really close to Jesus energy or Christ consciousness or the gold light, your experience will be infused with this and you're going to create this in your experience on the other side. And this is the most comfortable the most loving way to lift away and peel away the dense energies that we just spoke about and that we hold that's not even sometimes ours, but that collective thought and energy is impressed upon us. So we're walking around feeling this discomfort, like you're saying, and having these egoic energies, you know, sneak in there and come up almost like a shield is how I see it. And for me, after this experience, I don't feel that any egoic layers or egoic selves are healthy for me. So every single day I practice, and, it, you know, it takes five minutes. It's all about the intention and your intimate connection. So, what, again, whatever that looks like, we can pull in whatever light we're most comfortable with and move our egoic selves right out of the way so that we are not in our way. And when we're in that state, we can actually really simply remove the lower vibrations that are all around us. And some people have these lower vibrations on a really deep level every day. This is what they sign up for. This is their job or they're, you know, they're going into a situation where they're feeling this really deeply. And the good news is, and as you already know for many lifetimes, that we can find beautiful, peaceful, calming ways to balance the energy and to lift it away from us so that we can actually just be the best versions of us. Because even though people might say to me, like, how can I make a difference? Like, even when I'm mm -hmm. reading the book, Lynette, and I'm understanding it, and a lot of people tell me I have to read this over and over and over because first my soul doesn't want me to read it. So it's in almost like a, mm -hmm. the ego pushes it away and says, no, I'm not ready for that, and I don't agree with that. And it's very righteous energies that they're going yes. to feel. And how beautiful is that? Like for me, I'm, I, it delights me. My soul dances when they tell me this because this means it's bringing them to a place, a peaceful place of awareness, whatever it looks like. I'm not judging them and I'm not taking anything personal because this book was written in team play. I don't take ownership. And when we yeah, look lovely. around the world in this way of new eyes, of operating from a place of love and sharing and kindness because that's basically what we need to step into now and what we are sure. like beautifully stepping into now. And when we cheer each other on instead of like accentuate that separation. So hold the other person's hand. They're struggling. They're having bad behavior. You know what? Don't take it personally because it's not about you. It's actually about something that they're in conflict with in their own heart with themselves. And that, yes, they're projecting it out onto the world, but guess what? Guess what breaks through that better than anything? Love. Love from a stranger. Love from a sibling. Love from a child. 
love from an, from a, a mother or a father, a family member, a friend. This is how we uplift. This is how we hold hands and we say there is another way that we can do this. And if we can just feel it and be aware and have an invitation and infuse our heart to a more peaceful, balanced state, whatever that looks like for you. It may, it, I work with a lot of atheists in explaining this. Yeah. I don't consider myself a teacher. I just mm-hmm. consider myself someone who shares. People. Beautiful. Of course, everything is beautiful that you've just shared, and a lot. And one of the questions that's emerging for me to you is when you've had your low moments and nothing is going right, what were some of the techniques that you used? And even when they didn't work, how did you, you know, stay in it, kept going? You know, what were some of those turnaround moments for you? Yeah, I mean, I remember one day, and this was well after my near-death experience, and I was really meeting the souls. There's something above our head called the star soul chakra, and it's like a lighthouse. And when that is actually infused with divine energy, so this is after the invitation. For me, it was after going to heaven and and having this impressed upon me. So I carried it back down here. And then I I went to a a dark place because there is this way that we have to deal with our shadows. Everyone has them. No one is different or separated from this polarity that exists within our heart because we wouldn't be human. And going into this deep, dark place, I remember being curled up in a ball in bed and not getting out of bed for like two days because I had met through the star soul chakra, some of my fractal family or my soul family who looked at me and could see everything and said, like, why are you not speaking your truth? Just basically calling me out on my stuff and saying, I see you and I know what you have to do and you're nowhere near that. Like, what what are you thinking? And really did a beautiful thing of just reaching out and empowering me to go within and then to choose. Basically, we all have choices So for me, I had to go within in this dark, you know, lonely, tear-streaked place and say, what am I going to choose? And I chose me. So that's the first thing you have to do. You have to choose to come to terms with your shadows, with your darkness within, with all your mistakes, you know, with all of your shame, with all of the words that you've said. And you, I can't believe I said that, you know, and you're going through this process of release. And realizing how magnificent that I gave myself all these experiences to get to this peaceful, loving place. So looking at where the seed is, it's actually getting turned into a film. You must be truly excited, but balanced, of course, because <laughs> I know you won't go too much out of the roof. But yeah. isn't it interesting, from what might have been a tragedy of your near-death experience, it became your awakening, and then it redirected you onto a different internal path, which started to open up different physical things. Here comes the seed movement, the book and all of that, and now it's being turned into a film. Share with us briefly what's your vision for the film and where is it right now in its process? so happy to have this opportunity because like even the words like turn it into 
So what we actually practice as a team in team play, so this is my fractal soul family. Most of them are here and some of them are on their way in or in awareness that they could step in and choose uh, to join us in hearts and with their own missions that all interconnect. But what we actually do is we have allowance. So we, I had no idea this first film that we're about to begin in New York City, this first film, I didn't even realize that it was all put together and that everyone, you know, this book was written five years ago, first of all, as practice for the seed book. And I really didn't think very much about it. And suddenly, uh, the more my fractal family, you know, got their hands on it and read it and we were chatting and we, you know, along, this is going years ago. And they, you know, they were helping me shape this and they said, you know, this is a film and they could see the actors and they were naming some of these actors. And sure enough, now, at this point, once the book was released, then we allowed for something else to emerge through team play. So nothing is forced or even, I, w- I would even like to say the word, it's not even really created with intention. It's created organically, authentically, in flow. And so the co- at the core of that is actually not structure, formula, you know, where the money is the most powerful part of it or anything like that. At the core of it is actually meditation where we, and, you know, we all meditate differently, which is so beautiful in itself. And some people do it through music and some people paint, but we're all tapping in and saying like, we're just going to hold this up to the divine and to heaven and see what comes. And we're in this allowance state of synchronicity and miracle and watching these people miraculously show up beside us and say, I'm here, and how can I help, and I really want to be part of this. And even the music alone is so outstanding. I've, I've always had the musicians come in from all corners of the earth, and I believe that my child, Lincoln, uh, he actually draws them in <laughs> really magnetically because he's so pure and he's so balanced. Um, mm-hmm. And he's so in tune. He's so attuned because he's not in the school system. So he's a very open child and he's a very loving child. He's very wise, but he also is very clairvoyant. So, he, you know, he, he's one of this young child at 10 years old. He would say things to me like, oh, no, that song goes to someone else now. And then you're going to meet them soon because he can witness this in his clairvoyance. And sure enough, I meet a rock star on the plane that says, I traded seats because I'm, I, you know something, and I'm supposed to know about it. <laughs> and so when we're just sitting and being in this peaceful, balanced state, we can allow the divine energy to really pull everything towards us and merge in this authentic, beautiful state of love. And that's how we will move forward creating it in not a calculated way, but in a way of release and let go. Beautiful, beautiful. So we've talked about the seed movement, and I know that you're inviting people to share what the seed means to them and why they feel the world needs more love and kindness. And that's so beautiful because people need to talk more and come more from this place. So I believe the website is entitled theseedmovement.com, where people can find more information. But in what ways can our listeners support you and your work and maybe get more involved with the seed movement? Yeah, like I feel like the reason we did that with the videos and allowing people to just really purely, deeply express why they feel the world needs more love 
is because the moment you have to sit with yourself and articulate it, it brings in such awareness and it's really a wave of energy of this, you know, energy that's bigger than ourselves is really the way I like to be inclusive about it. So even though my own personal intimate connection, which I'm happy to talk to anyone about, it's really not the language that I use because I don't want to leave anyone out. So that that is really the essence of those movement videos and anyone anywhere in any language can put up a piece of their heart because as we express and come to terms with we just made a choice and I'm choosing love, this gains tidal wave of flow of energy that touches like even one child that goes up there and does a little video, even though it's only a minute long, they may touch about 50 souls in a way that makes them say, if this child can talk like this and choose it, I can too. So we never want to underestimate, you know, the words from the heart. I think that's the biggest message. And the other message is that we all have this fractal family. We all have the seed upon entering each lifetime. And this seed has a cluster of souls around it that help you with the mission. And for me, this is the most beautiful. And what happens when you enter this team play and you put down all the bags, so all the righteousness, all the competitiveness, all these energies that don't allow for team play, and you really step into the team play. And, you know, we did accomplish this with the book. I feel like you know, the website accomplishes this by inviting anyone in any language. And the film, and this is kind of funny because everyone in the film industry is going to say you will never pull that off, but we just want to show up every day and we want to operate from a place of love and we want to put down all the bags that create conflict, not just in the world, but on this little film set. And in this essence, in this vibration, this frequency, we're going to give it our best. And we're just mm-hmm. going to put our hearts in and creatively play and go back to being children where the worries are lifted away when we're in this state of play. And this actually is a little bit of a gift for me because I've been financing this for the past five years, myself and others who really you know, believe in this and feel the seed and say, like, I have, you know, more than enough. I would like to help you, so here you go. Like, keep going, you know. We want to see it, mm-hmm. what it's supposed to look like at the end, like whatever that may be. And and for me, I'm not attached to it. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay, too. It's perfect. Just being is enough. And And reaching out and holding hands and showing the team play is actually on a large scale for the collective where we all need to just hold. We need to hold that. And you might not be able to do it yet. You may not be able to be in a, in a team play atmosphere. But the moment you're aware of it is where the transformation begins. Okay, great. Lovely. Lynette Jamison, thank you so much for sharing your seeds of many thoughts and wishing you all the very best for the upcoming film and the book and just with life in general. It's been lovely the way that you have shared. You know, that there's so much hope. And there's love, and perhaps, you know, we just have to really realize that we all have the power to choose. And it's important that we, you know, continue to remember that. So all the very best to you, my dear sweet sister, and Godspeed. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Have a great day. Mm.
You too. Bye-bye. So for more information, just go to theseedmovement.com to get some more information on Lynette Jamison. She'd be happy to sort things through and give you some information. I'm going to end with Inner City by Marvin Gaye. But always remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. And as I've been asking folks this year, let us pause for traffic control every hour and hour, which it means to pause every hour and hour. Hold 30 seconds of inner peace for outer peace. Here's Inner City. Take care. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.